recording. Okay, so so right off the bat, everyone, welcome. Um, you know, just kind of a bit of housekeeping over here. We do have some updated times. If you go to the announcement and if you look so in calendar section under information, you'll see updated times. Basically, I apparently have to be on hours now. Um, that's a thing. Um, you know, you work all night, sleep all night kind of thing. But, you know, that's not the case anymore, uh, apparently. And um, what is cool about that, though, is I think one of the unique things about Fat Cats is how many people we have from Australia um, and Europe, right? I think we have a very large contingent from them. And, you know, it's interesting in so many um, ecosystems, right? You're almost a secondary you're from Australia or from Europe, you're a secondary consideration when so much is. And it just naturally worked out that way that, you know, you've got a kind of European founder time zone wise, uh, another councillor who's in the um, and so many of our members. So, you know, let's see if these times work. Hey, Bella. Um, we're going to give, you know, the 2 p.m. slot a try for still making it. You know, it's, it's, uh, according to Bella, who's our expert on Twitter spaces, not a very used spot, so we'll see if that works. Um, always good if you're not competing, but sometimes you're not competing because no one's there, right? You know, there has to be some demand. Give that a try. And then the 4 p.m. slot is where we're going to be getting in weekly MA uh, and the class because that has always been a slot that, you know, has worked well for that cat's community itself. So that's going to be the aim. So if you just give the announcement channel a look, you'll see that we're you know, moving times to that slots. Uh, the media squad, for those who wants to be involved, that will stay at 3.30 p.m. ET. Uh, and then the poker tournaments, on that's the same. We will be reworking the poker tournaments, by the way. A lot of those early communities that supported us are NGMI, uh, and there's no point carrying dead weight. And, you know, it's interesting to see how much of the administration has moved to Twitter moving the whole kind of the poker organizers to Twitter. Um, so we'll see how, you know, that works. But uh, yeah, you know, they're still loving the poker tournament. We're still getting, you know, over 100 people per game. But people just love poker for the sake of poker, you know, spirit. So that's great. So that's the housekeeping, everyone. Check the times. If they don't work for you, don't worry. We record everything. Um, but if you can make it fantastic. As I was saying before, uh, we're going to start, we're going to keep these AMAs weekly uh, at the same, um, you know, still keep them weekly, but we're going to try and keep them short and sweet and to the point because predominantly our focus over here is, you know, collectively as a collective, making money collectively. Know what I mean? Right. So that. We're going to do that. And um, so let's get straight into it. Um, I want to give you all the updated list. Um, this is what we're currently working on we keep an updated list in our council chat that i can share with you at any time these are how we've been ranking things so a shout out to um parker and pearl this week who have been doing really excellently getting us these reports asap um, we're knocking them out at record speed and now possibly we're going to integrate some ai chat gbt and stuff and get them faster if you look in cafe text chat you'll see so for the blue chips, we've kept them the same. There's a Zuki artifact, and I will get into some specifics. 
Um, we're concerned or excited that there might be, if this bull market continues, some trickle-down effects. So I'll be watching Cryptodes, v one and Reddit Genesis as the secondary as well. Then in emerging blue chips, we have, um, we've added ETH Lizards over there because it's our bags, so we want to keep an eye on them. Uh, and Renga. You know, Renga seems really consolidated and posed for a move, and I'll get into some. You know, again, not financial advice. You use this offer as you want. This is how we're looking at the market. And so we've got the emerging blue chips set up. We've got the blue chip trader wallet set up. We've got the PAX Gold um, arbitrage set up. Nadia is working in the background consistently. Um, we're expecting, you know, 200 to $500 and kind of compounding every month, but it's only a small amount she's working with over there. And as the strategy goes, we'll start to then vote to scale it up or see how it works. Because, you know, Nadia has been doing gold stuff for, for quite some time, but, you know, he's used to doing it with leverage. We don't have the leverage aspect, right, in the decentralized side of things. So until some of those um, more decentralized DeFi options are available, you know, we'll give this a try, see how it goes. And then Parker is just waiting on um, his cold storage cards from Lattice. We'll start getting the currency hedge going. Okay, so that's a broad overview. Let's kind of have a look at what's going on financials. Um, firstly, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Joe. He's been working great on getting our accounting up to date. You'll start to see that on the website next week. We're just, you know, I think branding is important, right, Baba? Getting, making sure that, you know, even things as simple as accounting imagery fits our color code, fits our branding and stuff. So I've been a bit anal on that this week, uh, but his data is really on par. So now we're getting going to have uh, an accounting section that will have PDFs so you can go and check all of the balance books if you want to go into that at any point. Um, and we're starting to form a chart. So let me just show you what that will look like. Um, and then we'll start to work out a way to package that accounting, um, you know, into Twitter, spa into Twitter spaces, into threads, proof of our track record. So here's what it looks like, for example. Uh, I think we'll start to make a bit of more of a noise of it once we're two, three, four months. That's kind of like I have an ETH one, an USD one, and then we will probably also work out something like this, where we also show it as line chart. So this is what we are working on kind of from the website point of view. And also, I really, really recommend that if you've got time, uh, both to volunteer for the research department and also go and check out the website research section. Um, I'm the, now the one who's most behind IO a couple of reports. Uh, I hope you all forgive me. I've been doing all of the trading stuff. But, you know, please go and check out some of the reports that Pearl has, Serial have got uploaded. Fantastic. Rengo one, I learned quite a few things. It's really giving us, I, I feel, this common vocabulary that we're able to talk about. And we're starting to get notice. Um, you know, Cobra, um, Legendary Cobra Club, um, you know, saw the reports and uh, gave us a shout out to the community because they, they said, look, you know, these are the best depth reports you've seen anywhere so far. So, you know, make note, friends. So that's the housekeeping. Now, if we go into the specifics on the blue chips, oh, Yuga's been exhausting me, my friends. I mean, my goodness. Um, we, we, we came out 
came out very profitable on dogs, but you know, it was like, I, I just, I don't know, for the, both the feeling and also watching some of the whales that you know, we'd bought into dogs at like 10.2, 10.4, I managed to sell out at 11.19. Now we had five, so that came out to like 3.75 ETH profit. Then I went into my space with Frank of Utes and I come off the space and the floor is at 8.2. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, so now what is going on is what we kind of talked about. You know, I've been saying this for a while. The Yuga players are very, very leveraged. And so there was an expected dip, right? You know, with the news or a pump, right? You know, you never know. It depends how good the news was. But it's, it's, it's often happens that there's a dip. But what should have been a dip to maybe 10.5 suddenly becomes a dip to 8.5 because all these people are like, shit, shit, shit. If I don't sell out now, I'm not going to be able to make my margin calls. So that was a big shock. And, you know, it, it, it is important to say that this is a new situation because even though we've had the Bendow experience now for a while, Bendow recently voted to increase the amount that they give against board apes and mutants up to 60%, up from 40 and there's been huge competition. Um, there's been huge competition in um, liquidity providers. So now, for example, Rollbit, which is an online casino, is suddenly offering up to 80% leverage, right? With no fees, right? So you've got this whole situation where there's a ton more leverage going on, plus the hopium of the blur drop. And so I think everyone was quite surprised by the kind of the extra volatility that's coming from beverage, which is, you know, not unusual for people who play derivatives and stuff, but quite unexpected for, for some of the blue chips. So um, I'm trading very carefully. And I think the whole council and I are taking the stance. If we miss out on some of these things, so fucking be it, right? We, we, we're not going to get everything. Um, you know, we're trying to be, you know, both follow the mandate that we're you know, meant to look for opportunities. We're not scared. We're fierce lions, very much so. But at the same time, if I feel market is being manipulated uh, by some of the whales, you know, uh, we'll rather skip on that and wait for the next chance. Because, you know, I think a guiding principle that has been has really stood me strong uh, since I got into, you know, NFTs was the deal of the century comes around twice a week. You know? And so don't FOMO in um, if, if something's not adding up rather skip on that one so i am expecting to play dogs again now before the mint if we can get in at decent prices there's some funny manipulation going on as well today uh but i'm watching that closely then on a zuki we we got our first uh gray or zuki we will probably flip her soon it's a gold azuki um i was very impressed with the announcement um you know i was talking to escobar a lot about this you know to me the zuki ecosystem has come out and said look you know, let's be pragmatic. Let's take what has worked in Web 2. You know, I don't know if, again, if there's any Harry Potter fans of it or Pottermore fans, but, you know, Pottermore very successfully did a online experience like Azuki is doing, whereby they said, look, we've got all this IP, we've got all of these um, things going on from the books to the movies to choosing your house or not. Let's kind of visually put that onto a website into like a Diagon Alley experience so you can kind of visually see it as your fan club. And I think that's what Azuki and 10KTF have done so cleverly. I think Azuki's actually pushed the bar even further because 10KTF has got a little bit irritating, as Giancarlo puts it, and a few others. You know, it's like, it, it, you, know it, you never want to annoy your holders. Whereas Azuki 
um, Halima that they've set up is, is, is both visually beautiful and also just very kind of um, um, intuitive and easy to navigate. So I think they did a very good job with that and it's an understated thing that came out. Obviously, Beans fell down because Beans had been a speculative play. People had been pumping and hoping for major news. But Azuki hold pretty stable. I mean, there was a swing of about half an ETH. Um, it's now already back to where it was two days ago. I also want to point out that Azuki didn't take on a lot of leverage. You know, when I've been looking at these Bendao data, and, and for anyone who wants to kind of follow along where I'm getting this data from, I'm going to post in Cafe Text Chat um, the link to the Bendao loans. And you can see where the money is moving. You know, again, there are other loan providers too, but I think Bendao is a very good place to start to get a general idea of, you know, how much money people are taking on. And Azuki has been very conservative. So this has been a natural rise. Um, also, you know, we, you know, we held out on Azuki for, I think, four and a half months, five months, because we really felt that the Zagabon situation was not okay. And I think we still feel like that, right? I think there's still some moral questions over there. But I think it's undeniable that the man is a ferocious entrepreneur and that the Zuki brand keeps executing beautifully and whatever they do just has a very classy finish. Um, you know, they are excellent, I think, at taking the obvious and just putting a bit of a spin on it or just executing very well. And that has been noticed. I think in the last three or four weeks, the amount of mea culpas, right? Um, uh, board ape holders or people that had sold out during the uh, Zagabond affair and stuff are saying, you know what? I need to give them a second try. Or, I, or it's time for me to make a serious investment. And, you know, and one of the really good ways to notice that is to watch the grails, right? And the amount of spirit zookies which is really the ultimate flex in Azuki and a unique, um, a unique kind of um, trait to the Azuki kind of ecosystem. You know, it's like Borde Yacht Club has the blue beams and stuff that, or noise that was never really repeated by so many others. Similarly, the, the spirit Azukis, um, you know, it's very distinctly Azuki. And yes, you know, Valhalla and a few others have done as well now, but it's very distinctly Azuki and there's even a spirit Dao and stuff like that. The number that swapped hands this week, you know, I was speaking to some of the big brokers. Uh, some of them have, you know, walked away 50, 70 ETH just in profits of just being spirit flips. So that is a very good sign um, that, that some of the bigger whales and stuff are going, you know what, Dingaling and a few others were right. We should have this as part of our long-term portfolio. So overall, very impressed with Azuki. The hard part about Azuki, though, is... Um, you know, because the base Azuki is so nice, most people seem to not be able to uh, agree that their Azuki is a floor Azuki. And so it's, it's, you know, it's much easier to move with the board ape and mutant ape holders, you know, much more of a, a bombastic American culture over there versus a, a very polite Asian culture in Azuki. But no one seems to be able to close deals as much, right? There's, there's a lot less hustling. And, and a lot of these people are just happy hodling anyway. So, I am having to get used to that over there and also defining grails because, you know, the gold's an obvious one, the fire's an obvious one, the spirit Azuki's an obvious one. We can't afford to really be playing the spirit ones right now. Um, so finding kind of the, the level down on that, you know, maybe some of the, the traits like the full, uh, I forget the Asian word for it, but the, the kind of the full tracksuit and stuff like that, I'll be looking into some of those. So I'm going to trade carefully over there. 
Uh, Clone X right now is volume-wise dead. Um, there isn't much FUD. It's consolidated well. Um, I will, you know, I'm, I'm already starting to see offers creep back. So we, I think we're going to see a trickle down. You know, we, we, in, as we said it in council, they one announcement away from, you know, a pop-off because the community very much um, accepted that, you know, the failing of Artifact was trying to do too much, right? I don't think, if you look at all of the, of the top 1% players, no one has pumped out as much as Artifact. And I think what they realized is they might have been moving too fast. And they, you know, they, they so wanted to meet deadlines that they kind of failed to honor the fact that they've got a very international community, you know, and they messed up in that part. So, you know, they have really apologized for that and said that they're going to kind of, you know, instead of the 15 things in the pipeline, they're going to focus on four of them, really execute on them well. So, you know, don't write Artifact off yet, but I think this month is very much for Azuki and Yuga. And then we'll start to see the trickle down to some of the other people that really can't make so much noise right now with, you know, Yuga and is completely consuming the limelight. There is a big rumor also running around for Azuki. Um, you know, Azuki, this was their anniversary. As much as Halima is very impressive, they didn't make a fuss out of it. And if you look at Azuki in general, when they are dropping something, they tend to make quite a fuss for like, like it becomes a week festival. There, there is a feeling that the year of the rabbit, um, the Chinese New Year of the year of the rabbit starts around the 21st to the 25th. We are expecting that what has happened over here, and, and again, this is what I'm hearing from the long-term whales and holders over there, and even the moderators, there, there is a feeling that, you know, they wanted to show us the world so we could kind of spend the next week or two getting used to it and grounded and excited about it and finding all their Easter eggs. And then probably near the end of the month, we will see some kind of merch drop or maybe even a bigger kind of drop linked to the Year of the Rabbit. So uh, expect that. And, you know, I, I, I do think closer to the end of the month, we will see some, you know, movement on the floor. Uh, and possibly in the grails as, you know, more of these um, whales and stuff say, you, you know, want is. So that's, that's where we're at on the blue chips. Um, on the emerging blue chips, um, we are keeping a close eye on oddities, uh, on Renga, on chimpers, um, and on V-Friends. Uh, of course, you know, if we hear any rumors and stuff, we, you know, we've got this mandate, so we'll, we'll play into them. Uh, we're also working now on our report for ETH lizards and creeps and stuff. So, you know, that we've got that ready for the council to vote on and stuff. So, you know, Bella is going to keep us in the loop over there. But very much we're working on a mandate policy, right? Just like I've been given the mandate for the blue chips, go to with emerging blue chips, you know, it's very difficult to time an absolutely perfect entry. What we're trying to do is give Bella the power to say, look, it's, it's getting close to the moonbirds drop let me start to accumulate a few, or it's getting, you know, it's, it's, it's nearly the end of the whole kind of uh, Yuga stealing all of the limelight. Let me start to see about getting some Renga and stuff. So that's how we're kind of viewing that process. Uh, do you want to add anything to that, Bella? No, I think most of it really well. Um, that's just it. It's being able to move if we want to, but also remaining cautious. Like, and that just, it, it sums it up all what we're trying to do at this point. Awesome. It's a unknown market. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think, I think what is going to be 
you know, um, you know, this whole market, this, this kind of mini bull that we've had has been brought on by a number of factors, right? Number one, as we've mentioned, the leverage. Number two, genuine good announcements by, you know, the, the top tier projects. And number three, the expectation of a lot of money from Blur. And what this has done has, has basically brought back consumer confidence. Because what is clear is it's not a lot of new wallets coming to the market. This is more the people that made serious money during the previous bull, who then were able to quickly get it out into USDC, they've been inspired to bring that money back, right? This is kind of, you know, why in a recession, a lot of it has to do with the kind of the death spiral of because people are scared, they start to huddle their money and they stop spending and, and, and that, then people get laid off, et cetera, et cetera. This little mini rally has been about consumer confidence. There's been a feeling in the air of, okay, this might not last very long, but let's capitalize on this because there's some real opportunities. What the problem is right now, though, is because crypto is pumping, we now have people once again feeling like, oh, uh, what do I play, right? Do, do I play Bored Ape and Mutant Ape or do I play ApeCoin? Do I play NFTs or I become really good at playing Ethereum and BTC? Maybe that's where I take it. Or should I be you know, selling out right now and going into USDC because I'm expecting the coins to come down a bit? So because there's these conflicting narratives, you know, the bulls somewhat come on hold, right? Yes, any big announcement will still move things, of course, specific to an ecosystem. But I did see a bit of a slowdown in the last week because of Ethereum pumping. So... If the coins continue to pump or don't at least pull back to kind of, you know, whatever is being pulling back to 1300, 1350, it might stop that trickle down effect. Um, but we're going to be ready for that trickle down effect if it does come. Um, Parker, what, what would you like to say about kind of coins? I mean, I know that, you know, I think most people are feeling that the volume isn't there, that this kind of rally is a bit... Uh, Utopian base, but what's the general sentiment today now that we've had the CPI and ETH and Bitcoin are holding above, you know, 1400 and 1900 respectively? How, how are people feeling? Yeah, I think a lot of people just kind of over being cooped up and recession feeling, and it's a new year, so there's a little bit of that going on. At the same time, we're at multiple resistance, so it's Kind of a wait and see if we're going to reestablish and pull out or if we're going to deflect and go back down. But, it, you know, we're just tired and over it. I think some some spending's happened and it's trickled down through crypto because that money's starting to come up. It's still really low. You know, pushing pushing 900 billion in crypto, which is the sign that it's coming up, but still still in the consolidation low phase. So. Yeah, and, and we, we're, still, we're, we're still not seeing much volume, right? I mean, this all is kind of trickling up without really any volume. Yeah, last, last I check, I don't know how we did closing, but we're near closing. Yeah, yeah it's been lacking in that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, people With often get case. scared that this is manipulation. I don't know if it's manipulation so much as probably just, you know, people were fairly optimistic with the CPI. The S&P 500 has been doing okay. There's a bit of hopium around. Uh, but I think we're still heavily tied to the S&P 500. So, you know, it, it's just inevitable, I think, that we will see some pullbacks in the economy, uh, you know, at least in the first kind of first two quarters of the year. 
Um, I do, you know, look, I, you know, hopefully I'll get to be prophetic again. I did say, right, back almost six, five months ago, that when we hit 1050, my remembrance from the last recessions in 2008 is that, you know, Wall Street is all about front running everything, right? And I really felt that that $1,000 mark for Ethereum might be, you know, the bottom. Now, we could still be in a recession for a year and a half, but often the bottoms are reached long before the, even the real pain happens on an economic level, right? We, we can sometimes front run by a whole year. And so, you know, hopefully we stay in this range, whatever, 1,200 to 1,600, 1,200 to 1,500. But I'm, I'm not even sure, you know, there was all these people saying the world is ending, we're going to single digit ETH and stuff. I just don't see that happening. That said, you know, I do think the stock market and then by extension, Bitcoin and, and Ethereum will come down some. I do think that the Fed is running around a bit like headless chickens over here. Most of the, the, the tools that they believed in, right, aren't working exactly as planned. Um, you know, they've talked a lot about um, really not understanding the job market, right? They're having great difficulty because um, all those job mechanics change, right? Usually, if you create a bit of inflation, then people get laid off. But there might be such a shortage because of an aging population and people that got sick during COVID and stuff like that, that the businesses will just keep raising salaries and then that kind of trickles down to higher prices and you can have a a situation where prices keep going up because they are front running everything else so this is this is uncharted territory but for me overall the good feeling is it's if, if we do we probably are in somewhat of a recession but it's a much softer recession because everyone was predicting kind of you know pain and suffering whereas the 2008 recession really caught people off guard. Even the people that were saying, you know, the usual, you know, dance and song, oh, we're so over leveraged. Oh, this isn't looking good. The fact that it kind of became this global effect where Iceland basically declares bankruptcy and everyone's going, what the fuck does Iceland have to do with real estate in Detroit? That whole kind of global cascade effect was so unexpected and overwhelming, like people just didn't realize that you pull one string out and everything starts to collapse. I, I really don't feel that this time. I really feel like everyone is expecting pain. And so people are tightening their belt. Uh, businesses are hoarding their cash reserves so that they can, you know, they're laying off a bit now. Others that need to hire are hiring. I just don't get the sense that we're going to have a very painful, you know, year and a half on a corporate level, I think on an individual level, look, I don't want to downplay anyone's suffering. Nothing is fun about recessions and depressions. But from an, a business point of view, it's looking, you know, much more moderate um, than expected. Now, the Fed could still screw this up, right? The Fed could, you know, die hard, want to try and get to their 2% figures. I think that's not the case. So I think they've come to a realization that, uh, the new normal isn't going to be what they had before. Uh, but we'll, we'll give it a C, right, Parker? I mean, that's, that's the sentiment I'm getting from them anyway. Yeah, I would concur with that. I would still leave it on the table. You know, it'll, I think it'll take a catalyst or some kind of black swan event, really, to get hit to dump to those single digits. And on the east side, you know, those June lows were the low. And we've stair-stepped up from there. We've had improvements in popularity to the Ethereum network. But to that... Things like Bitcoin did get lower than the June, and the S&P did get lower than that June low. 
So I, I think, you know, there's more updates coming with Ethereum and, you know, things do dip down. We probably shouldn't look to those other lows to be the matching lows anymore as it popularity increases and improvements come to that network. Good. Okay, so that's the market updates from us, friends. We will start to once we, you know, as I, as I said last week, expect us to take the next, you know, few weeks just to get the counting sorted and all of the funds working smoothly. You know, I, I, I keep reminding myself that our main mandate is to make money for you. And so uh, collectively as collectors, of course, you know, yeah, you get the point. Okay. You know, that's our job right now. That's our main focus. And so when there are busy market times like this, you know, we've got to drop some of the admin so that we can just focus on doing trading. Um, you know, some of the admin we really want to pop out is, you know, the media squad are itching with kind of po-ops and uh, getting out kind of threads with our research reports and, and, and you know, in a classier fashion, doing, you know, our, our victory porn and stuff like that. That's all coming. If you want to consolidate and keep scooping up some fat cats in the meantime, you do what you need to do. I can't because I think, you know, there'll be an outdraw if I keep increasing my position. But you do what you want to do. I'm very bullish on our floor right now because I think we are um, literally a golden eagle that most people just have overlooked or heard about a little bit or saying, wow, you do cool research, but, you know, I'm a great investor. Most people are not great investors. If I've learned anything in the last six months is most people, you know, during the bull markets were able to throw the dice and everything was turning to six. And so they were doing fine. Most people are great at commentating in hindsight. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I was just sitting there with all these board ape guys getting wrecked, uh, not getting out of dogs soon and, and all the hopium. Now, as long as they're holding those bags long term, that's fine. But most people are not that great when it comes to trading. And that's a good thing for us, right? Because that is our message. You know, be smart enough to be able to commentate and see what we're doing is good, but you don't have to be able to make every entry and exit by yourself. We can collectively do that. So I think, you know, we're, we're a little bit behind on that because we're focusing on the trading aspect, but that is coming. And then we're also going to, you know, swing back to the MVP program that we've been doing before, but we're going to be working on some kind of reward system, right? We, we definitely think that, you know, the branding funds that we've been putting aside should certainly go towards, you know, clarifying this brand and showing our track record and what we're achieving, but also rewarding the fat cat holders who are actively, you know, contributing with their time, be they mentors, researchers, and so on, so that we can continue to grow the quality of output over here and also you know genuinely reward people for their engagement and involvement because this is after all a DAO and you know to quote K money is a bit of a joke utility starts with you right we we could not be where we are if not for the volunteers because if not for all the volunteers we we would have you know been burning through money much faster than would have been responsible like so many uh, of those you know groups like Satoshi runners that disappeared so you know Yes, we can't add salaries, but we can certainly add MVP programs and raffles and things to get people that are consistent over here something back. And to those who've already you know, won the MVP before, anything, of course, that we set up going forward, we will retroactively, of course, reward as well. That's obviously it. Okay, well, that's everything from us. I think we got through a lot very quickly, which is great. 
And that's what I want to be doing going forward. You know, we'll keep these short and sweet. Uh, and then, you know, I'll move over to the cafe chat if anyone wants to talk still and ask any, up any points. But if there's any core questions that you want to raise right now that you want kind of on recording, uh, please raise your hand or, or tag me in cafe text chat. Otherwise, I'm going to call this to a cafe if anyone Going once, going twice. Awesome. Okay, everyone. So I'm going to hop into the cafe text chat if you want to come join me. Uh, so thank you, everyone. Again, uh, for those who arrived a little bit late, please go and check the announcement for the new times table. Sorry if that, you know, can't be made for some people, but the class and the AMAs will be recorded and we're going to uh, try the Twitter spaces at 2 p.m. ET, see if they work. If not, we'll find another time. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to keep getting uh, focusing on my sleep and making sure that I'm sharp as can be, as I hope the other council well because i do expect that we're going to see a lot of volatility in the next months and um, you know it's very important i think that we keep our uh, not just intellectually sharp but also um, our emotional and uh, mental well-beings in check so that we don't fomo or make all right everyone have yourself a fantastic weekend come and join me in the cafe texture